0: Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast. My name's Phil from Marsden Mastering, and this is a show all about productivity, efficiency, and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I want to tell you about the six habits that really helped me to go full-time with my mastering business, with the aim of helping those of you who are part-time and are looking to go full-time, or helping those of you who have just made the leap to full-time and you're trying to really get things rolling. So let's get into it. So since I launched this show, I've been asked a lot about what helped me to go full-time with this master in business. People ask me, was there a moment that really helped or a certain thing I did that really made it click and made it all work? And to be honest, there are so many factors to it, but I thought it was about time I did an episode to really answer that question and try and help some of you out. So similar to episode nine where I talked about the five habits I think every successful producer needs, I'm going to be talking about habits in this episode as well. The reason being is that there are so many small little factors that kind of helped me to go full time. And I think they can all be attributed to habits. As I've said before, one of the biggest mistakes you can make when you're starting your own business is relying on motivation. If you're trying to be productive and you're just waiting for motivation to come to actually do anything, nothing ever really happens because more often than not, the motivation doesn't come. You either end up forcing yourself to do things and getting burnt out Or you don't do anything at all and you end up stuck in the nine to five just because it's easier than waiting for that motivation to come around. So, I think what you need to do instead of relying on that motivation is build habits. Habits that are calculated and methodical and well thought out so that they're repeatable and every day you can take a small step on your journey knowing that you're always moving forwards. I think this really is the trick to growing a business, learning a skill, or getting better at anything in life. So, when I was planning this episode, I managed to pin it down to six main habits that I think were really the most helpful things in helping me to go full time. Now, disclaimer before I get into this, some people might not want to go full time. In this industry, it can be seen as a badge of honor and make you feel like you're a real producer or real mixer. But actually, it doesn't make you a better producer or a mixer or master and engineer at all. It has no relevance to it. So, before you think about going full time, it's definitely worth just questioning yourself and making sure it is actually what you want to do. Naturally, you're going to have to be a business owner and it's going to come with a lot of stress. It's going to come with a lot of risk and not everybody wants that. To me, it's really fun and being productive and building the business is almost a creative outlet in itself. I love learning all those new skills and genuinely enjoy it. But for some people, that's not the right thing to do and they're not going to enjoy that. And actually having a part-time job and doing music production on the side can be a much better lifestyle for them. So put the whole badge of honour thing aside and just make sure that it is what you want to do. If you are like most of us, you do want to make a living doing what you love and you will find it enjoyable. So if that is your goal, I want to help you. So I think that's enough of an introduction to this, so let's get into these six habits. So the first one I have, I have spoken about before, and that is an outreach habit. If you want to go full-time, the biggest hurdle you're going to face is ultimately just getting clients through the doors. You need a big enough client base to make it work full-time. And I think the best way to build that client base is through networking. Now, networking sounds really boring and dull. It's a terrible word. But what I really mean by that is building relationships and chatting with other people in the industry and building a circle of like-minded individuals. In this industry, your network or what I'd prefer to call it is something like community, is everything. You've probably heard it a thousand times already, but that's because it is just so important. We're in a relationships-based industry, meaning people want to work with other people that they know and they like and they trust. Nothing in music production is really transactional, meaning it's not like you're going to buy petrol or gas for your car if you're in the US. I don't care what brand of petrol I have, I just need the car filled up. With music, it's not really like that. If you want your song produced or mixed, you're not just going to go with any random producer or mix engineer. Your music is like your baby. You've put so much work into it and so much time and so much creativity. So you want to put it into the hands of somebody you like and you trust and you already have a relationship with. It's not just purely transactional. It's about getting over the finish line with a project that you are proud of and you love. So there is no one-size-fits-all service. You've got to find somebody who's a good fit for you. So because of this, you need to be building relationships with your ideal clients. You need to get to know them and show that you actually care and you can deliver a product that they're going to love at the end. And I think the best way to do this is just by chatting to people. So just before I went full-time, probably about a year before, I started this habit and it was to dedicate a block of time every morning to outreach. So this could be anything to you. This could be chatting with artists you like on social media, just nerding out with peers in the music industry, or it could be going to gigs and socialising in person. But the way I did it was through social media. So I've dedicated an hour of my time every morning for this for the past four years now. And honestly, I'd attribute 95% of my work to it. Now, to be clear, before I go any further, what this isn't is spamming people. The last thing I want to be doing is just straight away getting into people's inboxes and saying, hello, I'm a master and engineer, hire me. It's not going to work. As I said before, this is a relationships-based industry, meaning I'm going to have to talk to people and build a relationship before they're ready to hire me. If you do this just with the aim of getting work and you're just pitching your services, it's not going to help you. People see straight through it. On top of that, it's not fun for you either. It doesn't feel good. You're not going to get many replies. And to be totally honest, the most enjoyable thing about it is just chatting with people and learning about their music and just socializing with like minded individuals. So instead of seeing it as an hour or half an hour or however long you decide to do of spamming people and marketing yourself, you need to see it as just a little bit of time to socialize and build a community. Just have genuine conversations with artists that you actually like and whose music you enjoy, and see where it takes you. It doesn't need to just be artists either. If you're a mix engineer, it might be beneficial for you to speak to producers. And on top of that, it will definitely be beneficial to speak to other mix engineers and people who you might otherwise see as competition. There is so much benefit to seeing people as community, not competition, because you can start to refer each other work, you can learn from each other, and you can just have someone to chat to who's in the same boat as you. Anything you can do to build your circle is going to help. The main aim is to be top of mind. So when somebody thinks, oh, I need a mix engineer for this project. The first person they think of is you. So find a time that works for you. Find an amount of time that works for you, given your current situation and dedicate it to building your network every single day. With this, it's important to keep in mind that people are rarely ready to buy from you straight away especially with something like mixing, they might not even have a song ready or written at the point when you message them. So be prepared to wait and play the long game. If you start doing this tomorrow, it might be that you don't see results for six months time. You're kind of planting seeds and waiting for them to grow. So you need to stay really consistent with it. But trust me, it works. This has been the most important thing when it comes to building my client base. So on to the next habit, and this one is finding your sort of golden working hours and sticking to them every day. So what I mean by this is finding the hours where you are most productive. So for some people, it might be first thing in the morning. For some people, it might be after lunch. And for others, they might be night hours and it might be in the middle of the night. Whatever it is, find out where it is that you're most productive and schedule a bit of time where you can work on your business during that time. If you're working in these golden hours, it's so much easier to get into flow state. For me, these hours are between 7am and probably about 10am. And during this time, I'm doing my outreach. That's the first thing I do every day because when I get up in the morning, I need a bit of coffee. I need a bit of time for my ears to adjust to the real world. So the best thing to do is get that outreach out the way. And then when I've done that, I've got some mastering time. And one important thing to note is during this time, there are no distractions. You don't let anybody distract you. The phone goes on, do not disturb. If there are people in the house, you let them know that that's when you're working and you stay well clear of YouTube and social media and anything that might pull you out of the zone. So I understand with this, it's obviously much harder if you have a nine to five job. That might get in the way of your most productive hours and it can be hard to find enough time to squeeze in. But, There will be a time that works, even if it means getting up a bit earlier, maybe using a bit of your Saturday morning each week or finding a bit of your evening where you can just sit down and focus for a little while. If you do want to go full time, there's going to have to be a little bit of sacrifice just to find those hours and make sure that you're using them to their full potential every week. So that's habit number two. Find your golden working hours and stick to them. Use them as much as possible. So on to the third one, and this might sound a bit counterproductive to some people, but it is to not overwork. If you're trying to go full time and you want to make it happen as quick as possible, one of the first things you think to do is to hustle, 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 work, 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 and try and make sure that every waking hour of your day is filled with productivity. I've never found this to work, and to be honest, firsthand, I've never seen it work either. I think that growing slowly and focusing on little and often with these habits is so much more effective. So if you can find your golden working hours, like I was speaking of before, and build a habit of just sticking to them and only them, I think you can move way more efficiently. Firstly, I think that having less time forces you to be more productive in those hours. Because you know you're limited, you get way more done. You don't procrastinate as much. And I think Parkinson's law comes into play, which is the whole idea that work expands as to fill the time that you set for it. I might have butchered that completely, but if you allow more time for work, you tend to fill that time. If you allow less time, you tend to get it done in that quicker amount of time. I pretty much built this business on working mornings only. And still to this day, I find myself being finished by sort of two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you start to bring on this hustle mentality and you start to just fill your whole day with trying to build your business, you, you get really burnt out, you get stressed out, it can totally wipe you out mentally. And not only that, but that kind of results in poor decisions and procrastination and you'll find yourself just dropping the ball a lot more on your actual projects with your clients. I've seen people who work these 12 hour, 14 hour or even longer days and they sleep at the studio all with the aim of growing quicker, but actually it's slowing them down. They're not delivering their best for their clients. Their projects are taking them forever because of it. So I really think that instead of trying to do these 12 hour days, you just need to be really consistent and use the time that you do have very wisely. Especially if you have a full time 9-5 to already, taking a small step every day is way better than burning yourself out. So that's the third habit, not overworking yourself, knowing when to stop. The fourth habit that I think really helped me to go full time was over-delivering. By this I really just mean going above and beyond on every single project and delivering more than the clients expect. Under-promise and over-deliver every single time. The happier your clients are, the more repeat work you get, the more word of mouth you get, the better testimonials and reviews you get. So when you're starting out, and to be honest, after that too, it's so important to go above and beyond. There are so many ways you can do this and different parts of your sort of workflow you can build it into. One is with your project deadline. So this is a great place to under-promise and over-deliver. So if you have a mix, for example, and you know you can have it back with the client on Wednesday, tell them Friday. This way, you give yourself a little bit of extra time if something gets in the way, which means it's much harder to miss that deadline, but also you build an expectation into your client's mind that they're going to have that project back on Friday, and when you actually deliver early and you do deliver it on that Wednesday, they're going to be really, really happy. So that's one way to do it. Another way would be to offer, if you're a mix engineer, you could offer production feedback. You could Before the project is booked in, free of charge, just get a bit involved with the production and chat with them and give them ideas, or give them reassurance that it's actually ready to go and that they can be really happy with it. Often at this stage, an artist is wondering whether it's ready to send off for a mix yet, so the more you can help out with that, the better. And trust me, I know this stuff sounds so simple, but a lot of engineers aren't doing it, so you're going to stand out when you show that you really care about their project. Another place you can over-deliver is with your actual delivery. So for me, when I used to deliver files to artists, I'd send them along with a release checklist and a little guide on how to get this release onto some Spotify playlists, which was much more helpful back in the day when that was kind of a newer thing that was coming around. By doing this, it meant I could continue to help them after the project is done through these little guides, which to me felt much better than just giving them the files and waving bye-bye. It was just a really, really simple way to over-deliver and show that you really care about their release. So think about ways you can do this. You might have more skills than me as well, and you might be able to help with something like photography or videos or tips on those sort of things. Or maybe you know some people who could give them an amazing music video or do some amazing photography or help promote their single, and you could refer them to these people. That's another good way to over-deliver. The point is you're going above and beyond in every single aspect of what you do and getting in the habit of over delivering every single time. To build a great client base, you need to stand out and this is a wonderful way to do that. So habit number five is to charge more. I think this is one of the best habits to get into because this is something I really wish I was told straight away when I started in music production. If you're trying to go full time, Whatever you do, do not work at a rate that is lower than what you're worth or is just trying to undercut the competition. It just doesn't work. Yes, you'll get some projects in, but they might not be the most enjoyable. In fact, they're probably not going to be the most enjoyable at a low rate. And what's more, you're building a client base that is never going to be able to pay you the full rate. There's a quote, and I'm probably going to butcher this as well, but it's something like your $50 client will never be your $500 client. Likewise, your $500 client will never be your $5,000 client. This means that the people you charge £50 for a mix for are not going to be the same people who are going to pay you £500 for a mix in the future. So instead of building a client base of those people, you need to jump straight to the higher paying clients, the ones who actually really care about their final product so in my opinion if you're building a client base right now and you're thinking of offering some cheap mixes to quickly build it up i would reconsider and what i would do instead is offer to work for free so find artists that you really like who you already have a relationship with and you've been chatting with and just offer to work for free on their next single say look i really love your music and i'd love to get on board with your next project would you be up for letting me mix one of your songs for free just to see what it's like and then when they love your mix and they love what you've done, you can say, look, I really enjoyed that and it'd be great to work with you more in the future. Here are my rates. And you can then get them straight onto this higher rate instead of getting stuck with the clients who can only afford the smaller rates. So when you know you've got a great product, you need to charge what you're worth and build a client base of people who are up for paying that rate from the get go. This is a way faster way to grow and you're less likely to get in that situation where you need to raise your rates and you're going to lose half your client base as a result. So that's habit number five, charge more. So the last one I have is to get into the habit of putting some money away and building runway. Literally at the start of every month when you get paid, you need to be putting some money into a pot that you're going to call your runway or your safety net. The idea of this is that you have sort of six months to a year's pay in the bank so that when you want to make that leap to full time, you know you've got a safety net there and you can keep paying the bills for at least another six months to a year. What this does is gives you so much more confidence to try things out. It gives you confidence to turn down projects that aren't the right fit for you. And it just gives you so much more peace of mind. Because in the world of music production, one month can be so busy and you can earn loads and then the next month can be completely dead having this runway is so important and it's honestly been so helpful for me i understand that it's very very hard to save money especially at the moment right now me and my fiance are trying to save for a wedding and it is so difficult especially with all the rising prices of everything our mortgage is going up next month it's crazy so i understand that but there will be compromises you have to make to save. And the result is really, really worth it. Also, remember when you have gone full time, this doesn't stop. Every month, a percentage of the profit that you make needs to be put towards runway for your business. And on top of that, you need to remember to not waste the money on gear, especially when you're part time. It can be so, so tempting to buy that new compressor, that new EQ, that new plug set, or the new set of speakers that you want but just make sure that you're getting a good return on investment with those purchases. If you're wasting money that could be used to build this safety net and you're part-time, that's a huge mistake. So keep your studio lean, keep your overheads low, and use money that you would spend on gear or plugins to build the runway instead. This way, when you make the leap to full-time, you'll have so much more peace of mind. So that's the last habit. Get into the routine of saving a little bit of money each month so that you have six months to a year's pay in the bank and you can ease the stress a lot more. So I hope this episode has been helpful so far. I understand that when you have a full-time day job and you've got those sort of golden handcuffs on it is really hard to make that transition into audio full-time. I also understand that it has been maybe easier for me than it has been for other people This is just because I've always struggled to work for other people or do jobs that I'm just not passionate about. I've always kind of known that I need to work for myself and I need to enjoy what I'm doing. So I never really got too tied back by a day job. And that mindset kind of meant that there was no other option but to do this and get this going as quickly as possible. I hope that makes sense. But what I'm trying to say is when you do have a day job, it's hard, but you can still find some time each day to do outreach. And when you have jobs come in, you can just book them around your day job and be really transparent with your clients about that. Don't try to give them a quicker deadline that you're not going to be able to do and it's going to force you to work a 12 hour day. Instead, just let them know, look, this is going to take me until then because I have a day job or say this will be booked in for Saturday in two weeks time. I'll have the mix back with you then. Clients don't mind that sort of thing, they're musicians, they understand what it's like to follow a creative pursuit like we're doing. So just be really transparent about it. Use the hours you do have outside of your job as wisely as you can. Don't mess around with your website for two hours, it's not going to make a big difference. Find the little things, the little habits that really have an impact and move you forward each day instead of procrastinating, such as the outreach. When you have these things in place and you think it might be time to quit the day job, my best advice is don't hesitate. It's so easy to get caught in the sort of comfort of having a regular salary and tied in by the golden handcuffs that are kind of keeping you in that job because you're scared of having a month where you don't get much profit. But build that runway, get these habits in place and make the leap. I think something happens when you have no choice anymore and you just have to make it work. Generally, you do make it work. And on top of that, if you do find yourself struggling and stressed out, there's no harm in just getting a part-time job. It doesn't make you any less of a producer or a mix engineer. It's just going to make you better, if anything, because you're less stressed out. So I think that's everything I have to say on this. If anyone has any questions or anything, just shoot me a DM but I hope this was helpful for you and I hope you can start to build some of these habits and some of your own habits into your work days so that you can go full-time. Before you go, I just want to tell you about a free resource that I've put together for producers and mix engineers. I know juggling multiple projects and making sure everything's running smoothly in your studio, especially if you're working a day job as well, can be really difficult. So I've put together a free guide on how to set up a simple, effective project management system in Trello with a template you can grab to get started really quickly too. This is the exact way I managed my mastering projects for years and I think it can really help you to eliminate stress, keep your clients happier and just allow you to focus more on actually being creative too. If you want to get hold of it just head over to mastermasteringcom Trello. That's marsdenmastering.com Trello. To make things easier the link will be in the show notes too so go ahead and grab it so you can fix that hectic studio schedule.